0: No when the fold up Know when to
1: walk away no when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough to
2: count When the demon's done And we're back let jump on the ump Season 5 fall. Week know 8 The B Block Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. This is ostensibly a baseball podcast. We're going to talk about something else tonight. We're going to go do a deep dive this evening into the world of legalized sports gambling. Broadcasting tonight from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, are Sam and Eli.
0: Fellas, how's it going? Hey Joel, this is Sam. I'm broadcasting live uh, tonight from, <clears throat> oh no, not live. It's Tuesday. Uh, I'm broadcasting live-ish from uh, Brooklyn, New York,
1: the city of churches. Hey Joel, how's it going? Uh, this is Eli. I'm coming at you from Boston, which is the home of Cincinnati <laughs> Chili. But it should be known that that's all I've been eating for a while. But more on that later this week. Ironic. You're in Bean Town,
2: but <laughs> different kind of beans. Yeah. <laughs> yes, turn in, tune in for the next episode. We will talk more about Cincinnati chili. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we're going to be talking about the recent changes to US law that's going to greatly increase the availability of betting on all sports so Eli do you want to give us a little summary a little preview of what we're going to be talking about
1: sure so essentially last year for the first time since 1992 sports gambling um, was legalized in the United States and since that time people and governments have wasted little time um figuring out a way to make that as Joel said more accessible to people to wager on any variety of sport sporting events so you know from covering the spread on a matchup between the Red Sox and Yankees to doing parlays and um betting on you know whether or not what individual players will perform better or worse you know people can win or lose on any variety of sporting outcomes across collegiate and professional sports. I think probably international sports, too. I'm not 100% on that. Um, right. You can bet on anything. You could bet on what the coin toss is going to be in the Super Bowl. It's astounding. Uh, so it's already been legalized in eight states, and at least two dozen more have either bills pending or legislation proposed. Um, so it's just, it has that feeling that it's heading that way. and. I sort of associate it, in my mind, to the state lottery, which you can buy at basically any bodega um, in most states across the country. And so I I guess the question, the overarching question like we like to have in the B Block is, will sports gambling sort of usher in a new age of sports fans? Oh,
2: that's a very good question. I wanted to to throw in real quick... um, because we talked about this last episode, the Supreme Court ruled on this last year. Now, back in the 1990s, 25 years ago, the Congress actually passed a law, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, that outlawed sports betting outside of the state of Nevada. Nevada has always had a kind of exemption to this ban on sports betting. However, last year, the Supreme Court said that that law was unconstitutional because it was up to the states to determine on a state-by-state basis whether sporting ought to be legalized. One reason I'm bringing this up now, I think we should refer to it back later, but the original name of this lawsuit was Chris Christie v. the NCAA. And I love that because I don't know of two... More bloated and corrupt
0: figures than Chris Christie and the NCAA. Yeah, that sounds like a like a spike TV reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> Wait, are they like are we gonna make Chris Christie fight, you know, in a, a UFC style the entire NCAA?
0: Well, I think it's like a it's like a reality show where Chris Christie lives in a house with various high ranking NCAA officials and they have a series of like competitive like who can make this puzzle faster? Or, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> who can spend longer in the hot tub, you know, or like who can score first, you know? Right
1: T V still on
0: <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question.
2: <laughs> I know in so so after Chris Christie stopped being the governor of New Jersey, the uh the ruling now is known as Murphy v. N.C.A.A. In Illinois, we did propose a law last year that would legalize sports betting in the state, but it did not pass. But I believe it's going to come up again this year, and it may pass this year. You, Sam, um, I believe New York is further
0: along on this path. Have you experienced any? Well, I, you know, I'm the whole. This whole thing is muddy because I know that sports gambling has been illegal except for not horse betting, horse track, like like racing, right? Uh huh. Animal racing is not considered a sport because that like. You know, and there's like three racetracks in New York City. People go there all the time. Well, that's
1: like casinos, right? So that's like that's set up as its individual entity that gets like an entertainment license for gambling on horses specifically. It's like a really narrow thing. Right. So this is this is like, you know, this is legislation that states can pass on a state by state basis that legalizes all sports betting. Right. Right.
0: And it always had that option to legalize like casino gaming.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's always been a states based right. Right. Authority based on the states to allow casinos. And a lot of them, you know, and, and I think that there that was a process as well. And a lot of people don't allow them because they don't like historically there's been a bit of a stigma that comes along with casinos, right? Sort of right. brings in the bad or brings in a bad element, or will ruin a certain area. Gambling addiction is a real thing. Gambling addiction is a real thing, and yeah. it, which is, makes it, this so interesting to me, because now it's like sports betting is allowed, and for some reason all of that shit has just been thrown out the window, and every single state is basically like, gimme, 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 gimme. You know they tax it at twelve and thirteen percent, depending on where you place your bet. A lot of revenue for the state. It just seems like a big turnaround as a society that we've made on gambling compared to years past.
0: Well, it's good. It can be. It could be a good thing, right? Like states are really looking for new revenue, revenue streams, a lot of states are, like, legalizing marijuana. Now this sports betting thing is coming around, and people are kind of jumping on that. And it's mostly because, like, governments don't really have enough money to, like, do the shit that Like, everyone just wants more money. And it seems like an easy way to to get that money. Um, on the flip side, and... <clears throat> I'm heading towards unemployment and I'm a very much an aspiring sports gambler, Right, There's a large sports. You can,
2: at- you can spend your money on two good habits,
0: right? Yeah. There is a sports gambling complex at the Meadowlands, uh, you know, arena or stadium that I would spend, I plan to spend a lot of time at coming up here. Um, But it's like, uh there's that whole like how do they balance that new revenue for the state they're going to have to put like probably a good chunk of that money into like gambling addiction like like right. support because they're it's like they're entering you know it's like legalizing cocaine you know
2: well and and i think the other upshot of what you're talking about sam is that Even if this creates a new revenue stream for state governments that are in a budget crunch, like the state of Illinois, that revenue is going to come overwhelmingly from middle-class, working-class people. Right. You know, the the Robert Crafts and the Joe Ricketts, old man Ricketts of the world are not going to be spending their life savings at uh, their local sports betting bar or whatever
1: venue. Or maybe
0: that's how they get off right that maybe that's like how
1: they so we,
2: we uh, know how bob craft gets off right
0: but maybe old man Ricketts can't get it up unless he's like gambling 50 cents on the outcome of you know the uh minor league renegades versus the avalanche you know or something like that
2: sure or, and maybe that's actually a really good point is this going to also lead to the explosion of these b, b leagues we already have the american alliance of football i assume you'll be able to bet on those games the xfl is coming can i bet on any can i go bet on quidditch can i go bet on canadian curling i don't know we could see an explosion of these kinds of minor leagues all based around the gambling and betting um industries I bet
0: and,
1: betting on curling would be fucking awesome.
2: Oh yeah, there's so many things you could bet on. Well
1: that, that that's getting back to my original question, right? It's like there's this paranoia in sport a lot of sports, but let's just talk baseball, because this is ostensibly a baseball that's podcast. A baseball pod, yes. uh, you know, one of the things that we talk about quite a bit on this podcast is whether or not the sport is attractive enough to younger generations, whether they have the attention span to stick with a baseball game for all nine innings should the game be faster uh, all these questions and it makes me wonder well okay now you add in this new element where um you know you can bet on a red sox yankee game and you maybe you bet that it goes in extra innings because it seems like so many of them do Does that keep you? You know, does does that just create a new wave of fans and who are watching for maybe a different purpose?
2: Maybe, but wouldn't that be a good thing? I mean, anything to get them in the in the the gate, so to speak.
1: I think it's all good for sports. I really do. I think it's a great thing for sports, and it's gonna put more eyeballs on sports, like you say, that may not have otherwise been watched that much here's the concern I have is that if you have the ability to gamble on your phone on a sports game like I've, I don't think of myself as a big gambler and I you know I feel like I'm an unlucky gambler like I'll always lose so it sort of prevents me from even wanting to get into it but I'm just imagining myself like out at a bar watching a game having some drinks, and being like, oh, you know what I should do instead of pay for this bar tab? (laughs) Is bet on the outcome of this game, and then (laughs) lose that, and then have to pay my bar tab, you know? It's just like... Yes.
2: And it it will take advantage of the vulnerable in that sense. That is something that we should be aware of and concerned about.
0: What... Go ahead. I think, well, and then there's also, you know, <clears throat> I don't think that any of us are under like a whole lot of illusions that there's a shitload of integrity in professional sports, but there's always also this kind of looming uh, and like, you know, this fear based on past interference of like corruption of the game. Right. Uh, the fixes in, you know, somebody, you know, there's a lot of money – if there's a lot of money in baseball and there's 10 times that amount of money in sports betting uh, and you know, it's, it's easy for people to give a million dollars to a pitcher to just groove a, you know, a pitch to Manny Machado and then make $10 million on like the bet, you know? So that's like, that's going to have to be something that, People are going to have to, there's going to have to be like an extra kind of oversight because of these new states opening up the sports betting, which will increase, like there'll be so much more money at stake in these games than there has been previously, which leads to corruption.
1: It's interesting that you bring that up, Sam, because pretty much in every single state where this legislation is being proposed the NBA, the MLB, the NFL are all there lobbying for a so-called $1 integrity fee. Right. It's essentially just them taxing people. But they're they're putting it, at, you know, they're sort of they're lobbying it as just that. You know, it's like we're going to need to be putting more resources towards keeping the integrity of the game alive. Well, which, somebody is. Somebody's is going to have to do that. Right. I but I, I highly doubt that that's anything more than a money grab, because it's not like they don't. It's not like they need one dollar on every purchase that's made in the gambling. Right. You know. No, they just want a, a regulatory body within their. You know. The NBA to oversee or or to ensure that that shit's not going down. Right. They just want a piece. They want a piece. Right. right. But it's funny because they do call it the integrity fee. Right. <laughs>
2: Well, the integrity is, is the game still being, does the game still have integrity? I think that the actual concern in the United States is not going to be with the NBA, the NFL, or the MLB. It's going to be with the NCAA. Oh, yeah. Where you don't pay your players. Right. And so if you're not paying your players anyway, there's really not much incentive for them to not get paid off to throw a game. To, to beat the spread, to not beat the spread, right.
0: the over-under, etc. 20-year-olds will do that shit just to, like, feel like a badass, you know? That, what
2: I mean? Well, and we already know that there's
0: money under the
2: table in NCAA sports. There's an insane amount of money under the table in NCAA sports. And I think that that's where the risk is going to be. That's where the big threat, where you're going to see 19- and 20-year-olds going to jail. Because they're going to get caught in yeah. half a
0: million dollars to throw the iron bowl, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah,
0: no, I would, yeah,
2: exactly. I would
0: throw the iron bowl for half a million dollars, hell yeah! Yeah,
2: yeah, and then you would die,
1: right? In yeah. prison, have you ever yeah. seen the 2002? I want to say hit, but I think it's probably got like one star film called Big Shot Confession of a Campus Bookie? No! Hell no! (laughs) Uh, You should watch it sometime because it's like, (laughs) it's kind of amazing. It's terrible. It's really bad. But it's about essentially that. It's about like this kid who goes to Arizona State as an economic student and like goes big time money-wise because he becomes a bookie and also gets one of the players on the team to like on the basketball team, the star, to throw games because he's that good. It's all based on a, on a uh, true story.
2: I believe it. And and my point is, most... I mean, there will be some lack of integrity, but if you an NBA player, you're not going to have the same incentive to risk your career right. to throw a game because you're getting paid hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. Right. We did have the Donaghy thing... From the early 2000s, maybe we'll have more opportunity for officials to start fixing games. Uh, but I don't think a professional athlete will have the same incentive. I think college athlete
0: will. Right, but you know, there's the whole Pete Rose thing too. Like, <clears throat> you're like involved in professional sports. Like, you could be tempted into being involved in professional sports gambling. You know?
1: Right. Jumping you know, nope. like twenty bucks a game back then too, though. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but it's it's not about you know it's not like necessarily a logical thing. It's like an addiction thing, you know.
1: Totally.
0: It's like the Bob Craft needs to go to a CD, you know, massage parlor to get his rocks off. Like, right. maybe If yeah. you're a professional totally. athlete, like you get off on that shit, you know.
2: Yeah, it's the thrill. The thrill. Okay, here's my big concern. My big concern is the experience of us, the faithful viewing audience. I know when Daily Fantasy was taking off, Fan Duel and DraftKings were fucking everywhere on my television to the extent where it was distracting from the experience of watching sports. Is that going to get even worse now? Am I going to have to be dealing with like mini advertisements on my TV, on my phone, trying to get me to bet on every single play that's happening in the Kansas City Chicago baseball game I'm watching on August 3rd?
1: One million. Yeah. Percent.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: That I'm not looking forward to. There'll be like a little ticker, like, you know how they show the scores of other games underneath the game you're watching? Like, that's going to be like. The spread and the odds for bets
2: and i can enter my code from my phone to make a bet right then right Venmo them my my 75 cents or whatever
1: yeah i mean you can already do that right now with companies in the caribbean right but now it's gonna be everywhere right and that's like i think still violates like federal wire laws but um yeah it's not legal and What's crazy is the American Gaming Association estimates that there's like $150 billion annually being spent in the black market. That number is probably overinflated because they want to try and get people really pumped up about trying to make money off of this. Uh But it's probably not, you know, it's probably somewhere in the maybe triple digit billion dollars. So... Just imagine that, how much advertising dollars are in there just waiting to happen.
2: And that's what it's all about. It's all about that, those dollars. How are you going to get those
1: dollars? Right. Yeah. Maybe we should start a dump on the ump betting service. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Why can't we get a piece of that $150 billion?
0: Yeah, I'll start working on that algorithm right now.
2: Yeah, but you can only bet on crazy things like it's Goskope going to lick his bat. Or no, not? you
0: can only you can only bet on women's curling in Canada. In <laughs> Quidditch. And yeah, that's true. We'll be the first Quidditch-only
1: betting platform. <laughs> yeah. Like, which umpire in each game is going to blow the first call?
2: Yeah. <laughs> which. NFL owner is going to get arrested for soliciting prostitution. <laughs> next, yeah. The answer is
0: all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that Quidditch might be like the easiest sport to like corrupt, right? Because you'd be like, hey, fix this game and I'll give you this invisibility cloak, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also, the Golden Snitch wears one of those like complete bodysuits covered in gold. You could just yeah. totally fix it by putting Hussein Bolt in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or
0: alternately making the suit out of like real gold so it's real heavy.
1: Oh man, we should definitely bet on some Quidditch. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I think that our goal for next Quidditch season is to fix Quidditch (laughs) (laughs)
2: games. It's coming up that next month too, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's been a
0: long off season.
2: What I, I wanna say one thing before we wrap this up. Because I, 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 when I first was reading about this and doing a little bit of research, I was a big doom and gloom guy. This is going to ruin sports entertainment. But then I kept reading, but Europe has been doing it for years. And soccer is the biggest sport in the world. Like, if it hasn't ruined the European viewers' relationship with sports is there reason to think that it will have a different effect on the american audience viewers relationship with sports
1: i think gambling addiction is bad Uh uh-huh yeah i also
0: think that like everything that europe does and then america also does it they take it to like a really extreme extreme you know what i mean we turn soccer into the nfl Right. And then we like we're like, "Oh, everyone should have healthcare." And then they were like, "Everyone should have healthcare." And we were like, "Nobody should fucking have healthcare." <laughs> people should be fucking dying in the street from like a bad tooth, you know?
2: Well, end of the free slam. End of the free. Yeah. Uh
1: th- well that w- that's gets to something I said in the beginning about state lotteries, you know, those do exist, Strat- scratch games, um, Kino, Powerball. Yeah. That is gambling, and you can do that just just about everywhere. Yeah, but know? it's not very fun. That's the thing. Right. It's Dude, not, I
2: was like, with you one time when you won $75. Yeah,
0: that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, you get, a, like, a rush from, like, at the horse track. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, an interactive thing where it's, like, I'm already watching this thing, which is exciting. And there's, like, an extra level of excitement that I've added to it by, like, putting my own wealth on the line in this way with this already exciting thing. And, like, there's nothing exciting about, like, scratching some, like, foil paint off of a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like there's no thrill in that in and of itself.
1: Speak for yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. was
2: <laughs> like that.
0: Well, whatever. It's not the same as like the Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I get yeah. your point. Uh, it's like state lottery is like it's like video poker's not as fun as real poker.
2: Right. You know. And well, we gotta wrap this up. But another thing we haven't talked about is how how is this gonna change the experience at the ball gate, at the ballpark um are you gonna have kiosks at yankee stadium in fenway where you can buy you know betting
1: tickets yeah
0: i'll have a nachos and a hot well, dog and uh red sox beat the spread
1: exactly yeah yeah i don't well i think it's just gonna be all on your phones like people are gonna save money on kiosks because everyone's gonna have a kiosk in their pocket yeah right And like people have to wait in line at kiosks. So it doesn't
0: even make sense for the companies that are offering this service to like put them in there because they'll miss out on on
1: bets. Well that that's why the mobile phone betting is so crazy to me because you think about gambling, it's kind of a it's kind of an impulsive thing anyways. But to do it right now, like I have to get in a car and drive forty-five minutes away. To the uh, casino, to a casino
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then like play change my money out for chips and then find a table that I can afford and <laughs> you know, place my bet. There's a lot of time in between me wanting to go to the casino <clears throat> and me placing a bet where I can be like, nah, fuck it.
0: Nah, dude, I'll bet you right now. I don't want to bet on I will, I got money in my pocket.
2: <laughs> All right, ladies I- and gentlemen. On that note, let's wrap this up. I don't know if we decided anything, but uh, yeah, it was a good conversation. Um, thanks so much for listening. Check us out on all your social media apps. Check us out. Check us out on SoundCloud.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a like, a rating, a review. I will read, a, read your review on the internet. One star, five stars, we don't care.
0: Um, gentlemen, any, any last words? I, I feel like it's good. Sports betting is good. Yeah. Net, net positive, I think.
1: Net positive. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking... Think it's going to turn out worse.
2: You think it's going to... I'm just brave new world, man.
1: I want to put money down on it, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thank you very much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasure. Running. You
1: never count your When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough to count When the deal is done